Well, hey there, everyone. This is Glenn coming at you for the second day in a row, which is highly unusual. But the reason for it, and it's a good one, is that Andrew has very graciously put together a second installment of his Update from the Road series. I had a chance to listen earlier today, and it sounds like Andrew, Tiffany, and Pele are having a wonderful trip so far. It's an entertaining listen, so stick around and enjoy. First, though, as some of you may have heard during the episode introduction yesterday, I was a bit snarky, and I'd like to take this opportunity to correct my irreverence. For those that didn't hear, I went on a rant against apple orchards, family photo shoots, and other things that do not deserve to be placed in a bad light. To make things right, I'd like to juxtapose my unnecessary negativity from yesterday with a list of things that bring me joy. Any asshole can be negative and make fun of things, but it's harder to express gratitude for the things we take for granted. So here goes. I wrote a few things down that I'm grateful for. Number one. Paul Blart Malkop, numbers one and two. The first one, in my humble opinion, is the better of the two. The writing's a bit sharper, and I laughed just a bit harder. But they are both wonderful cinematic experiences. Take a bow, Kevin James. You've created a masterpiece. The second thing I'm grateful for is imitation crab meat. I've been known to put that stuff on some sourdough bread with a bit of mayo, lettuce, and a few other garnishes, and it's quite simply to die for. I'm salivating right now thinking about it. Yet another thing that brings me joy is my after-work routine. After a tiring day at the old office, I brew myself a steaming cup of decaffeinated coffee, which I enjoy with exactly three digestive biscuits. This routine is a guaranteed stress reliever, and it sends me into the evening with a noticeable glow. And finally, the last thing I'll mention that really lifts my mood and makes me glad to be alive is listening to radio soap operas from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Recordings of shows like The Guiding Light and The Romance of Helen Trent can be found on YouTube and are an absolute delight if you enjoy romance and intrigue. Okay, here's Andrew from Coastal Oregon, and as always, rate, review, and subscribe if you think of it, and we'll talk to you soon. Howdy, friends. I can't believe you're tuning in to this, but thanks. It's another update from the road from your pal, Andrew, here with my wife, Tiff, our sweet little dog, Pele. We're actually sitting in a bed in a hotel room in a town called Bandon on the Oregon coast. We've done more than half of our journey at this point. We've got um, about 19 days to go. And the challenge is slowing down. We gotta, we want to take every day that we've got on this journey and make the most of it and not do too many miles at once. So as of right now, if everything goes well, we don't have to take any more breaks or anything. We've got, uh, we've got just enough days and just enough miles ahead of us where all we really need to do in a day is about 25 to 30 miles. 
which is extremely manageable on a bike, even with some of the climbs that we've got to do, which are, you know, they're not that big. I think our biggest climb is coming up in California. It's maybe, I don't know, 1,500 feet or something like that. Very manageable. Anyhow, so we are, uh, as I said, currently in Bandon, which is kind of southern Oregon almost along the coast. The last time I talked to you, we were in Astoria, where uh, we'd taken a couple days off with our pals Jesse and Paul and their really super cool old house. Astoria is where they filmed the Goonies. If you never saw the Goonies, you should do that right away. Um, And then uh, tell me what you thought, because I loved that movie. It was great. Yeah, so we stayed with them, and it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Just cooking meals, going out to dinner, eating, 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 resting. Uh, I got to play music with them, which I have not done Probably since the last time I saw them, about four years ago. We just stayed up for, I don't know, it was late for me, it was midnight. Uh, We just played music for hours and sang and hung out. It was great. Um, Very grateful to have old friends. Uh, Let's see, so from there we went to Cannon Beach, which was also heavily featured in the movie The Goonies. Uh, It was a short day, just got our, our bearings, had to repair my bike, had a very crazy brake problem that uh, guy oh shit I forget where this was Sunset Beach or something like that anyway this guy uh, maybe it was Seaside I forget A's A's bike shop the guy was super nice A stood for Andrew and he was like way way cool uh, and fixed my brakes and got me back um, stopping properly which can't tell you how scary it is to not be able to stop properly Uh, especially with the extra weight of a trailer hauling behind you. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so that that was great. We saw Paul and Jesse one more time. They came back from from seeing uh, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss in concert and told us all about it. It sounded really fun. And then, uh, let's see, we had great weather. It was surprisingly sunny. I've been going to Cannon Beach for... I don't know, 20 plus years. And I've never seen it in the sun until this journey. And it's gorgeous, man. Just bright, sunny, beautiful day. Um, and then we headed south again, as we must. Um, did some camping at this weird little place, uh, Barview Harbor. And we met a hiker, a guy who's hiking the Oregon coast. A super, super cool guy from Arkansas, of all places, whose trail name is Slingblade. You don't know about trail names you get one when you're a hiker on one of the the three major trails in the u.s the pacific crest trail is where he got his it's where i also got mine a long time ago they called me tapeworm uh, for obvious reasons i just ate like i'd been hiking forever before i ever even left for the the journey uh and mike my goal was really cool man he's a great photographer and i'm uh I'm going to ask him if I can put up a link to his photography on his um, social media. He's, uh, he's clever and does a lot of walking. When we met him, he was on his third trip up and down the coast this year, this summer, which I thought was amazing. Um, so, yeah, we went from there, which was not far from a place called Rockaway Beach, uh, rode through Tillamook. 
which uh, if you're a North American person, you've probably seen Tillamook cheese. It's from that town. It's where they make it. It's great. Um, let's see. Where do we go next? It doesn't really matter, right? Does it really, do you give a shit what places we camped? I don't think so. But we did a bunch of camping. Uh, worked our way down the coast, as uh, as we do. Ended up um, in some really beautiful, beautiful spots. Uh, we, we stayed in this one place called, we thought it was Yakets, Y-A-C-H-A-T-S. It's actually called Yahats. Um, and they call it, of course, the jewel of the Oregon coast. And it is quite pretty. Really, really pretty. It's um, you know, rolling hills, sweet little bay with bridges. You know, it's, it's just one of those cute, almost annoyingly cute Oregon towns with you know, artisans and all that sort of thing around. It, it, was, uh, it was nice. We stayed actually in a hotel there as well. We're, uh, we're half and half in it. We're camping some and hoteling at some and just trying to get the most out of it. Uh, Pele loves hotels. He loves going inside anything, anything with a door. He's just uh, like super keen to go in. Um, oh, yeah, and before we got to Yahats, we crossed over this bridge. I was flying. We had a great tailwind. It's like effortlessly pedaling and getting almost 20 miles an hour, which for us is super fast. And I, I went past this park and like slammed on my brakes, turned around and went back. And it was just such a perfect place for him to play, to just to get off the bikes and let Pele out and play. And we just, he swam and ran in this grass. And like, he does this thing when he's really happy. He just starts rolling around in the grass tucks his head and flips his body over and tries to get the ball. I mean, it was, for me, I think it might be so far the highlight of my trip is just watching him play in this little random park on Beaver Creek. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty great. He seems to be, I mean, he just kind of is an adaptable, very agreeable sort of creature. I know it's very easy to project one's feelings onto a pet or an animal, but he seems happy. He actually just will get in his cart, his chariot, as we call it. Um, you don't really have to coax him into it. We don't have to make him do it. He just hops in and lays down. And while I'm riding, he's kind of standing the whole time, trying to look around my bags, which is really funny. Uh, and he turns around and looks for Tiffany. If I stop, the first thing he does is stands and turns around and waits for her to pull up behind me. It's uh, it's kind of adorable. Uh, Tiffany seems to be having fun. I mean, her. It's hard to not project my feelings onto her too. I'm not saying she's a pet or an animal, but you know, she's close. <laughs> I'm only saying that because she's right here. No, she's uh, she seems to be having a good time. She's getting lots of sun and um, is rewarded at the end of every day with a glass of wine by herself, for herself. She's shaking her head now with a cup of coffee, not wine. She's not a crazy person. It's early in the morning. We're getting ready to, to take off, and uh, we don't do anything fast. Uh, we've gotten to meet a few cyclists on our route, which has been cool. Um, we met this one guy named Carl, who is an oceanographer, who's been living in Alaska. He's 
traveled the world, had all kinds of super cool adventures, extremely bright, very, very friendly guy. We met him the first time uh, on the road, just we had to go through this tunnel and you have to hit a little button to set off a light that lets cars know that there's a cyclist in the tunnel, which no car gave a shit about at all whatsoever. It was terrifying. Cars on either side going 60 miles an hour. One truck came by and uh, did this thing called rolling coal, where diesel will just like gun their engine so that black smoke comes out. Total prick of a guy. Uh, There's definitely a special place in hell for people who do that in a tunnel. What I don't get is that you don't immediately know that the cart behind me has a dog in it and not a child. So why you would ever want to do that to a child or really anybody is just amazing to me. But the redneck mind knows no limits of depravity and shitheadedness. And we've, uh, we've definitely been in some redneck-ass territory. And I say that being kind of a redneck myself. I'm from Mississippi. I've got a lot of the same proclivities. I like fried food. I'm kind of an idiot. But, man, we have, we have come across some ding-dong, dune-buggy, redneck motherfuckers like I've never seen. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend just passed. And these assholes have been tearing around in these huge trucks blasting past us, giving us no room on the shoulder. Um, extremely dangerous type of driving. Almost pushed Tiffany off the road at one point, um, just carelessly giving no space. So if you're, if you're out there driving around and you see somebody on a bicycle, give them, give them a little space, man. I'm sure most of the people listening to this show are nice and good drivers, but a little PSA, if you're, if you're a driver, give, give cyclists space, man. Uh, the time that it would take you to go from 65 to maybe 50 miles an hour just to like allow for some shit to happen and wait and be careful it takes very little time out of your life um, to just make sure you're not endangering or scaring the shit out of someone okay i'm rambling so yeah we've been next to all these dunes lots of dunes uh which are drawing in the rednecks for sure, but are also um, drawing in lots of cool cyclists, one of which was Carl that I mentioned. We got to camp with him at a place. I forget the name of it. Uh, oh, yeah, Jesse Honeyman State Park. Uh, it was really cool. Um, they shoved the hiker bikers into this weird little nook in the woods. Uh, it was beautiful, and all these cyclists showed up. Another guy named Keith, who um, he and I had a lot of things in common. We're Catholic school kids, but he's uh, an older gentleman. I think he's in his late 60s, um, has traveled the world. He was a teacher in Oman and ran all these American schools in, in the Middle East and a uh, very, very bright guy. Uh, and Carl was there. So we got all these great conversations, had a great time. And in, in the middle of the night, almost, I say middle of the night, it's probably like not even nine, a guy named Bill showed up. I didn't know his name at the time, but we'd seen him on the road earlier that day. I was like, man, this guy looks familiar. He showed up late, put up his tent, and we all went to bed, didn't talk to him. First thing in the morning, I hear Bill chatting up with Carl, and as I'm listening to him, I'm like, man, this sounds really familiar. I go over and take a look at him, and I realize that Tiffany and I met Bill in the middle of nowhere in Arizona in 2014. When we did our uh, coast-to-coast bicycle trip, 
uh, I mean, it was just the briefest. We just kind of crossed paths, literally. He was heading one way, we were heading another. We talked for a moment uh, and then paddled off our merry ways. And then we just happened to be camping with him and heading the same direction now on this trip. And Bill lives on his bicycle. You can uh, you can see his travels and his extremely prolific uh, journal entries at crazyguyonabike.com forward slash Bill Weir, W-E-I-R. He is, uh, I mean, he's ridden thousands and thousands and thousands of miles um, on his bicycles, one of which is like hanging on a wall in the place where our maps were made. Like he's a legendary cyclist. Uh, and just this sweet, kind of unassuming, smiley guy who takes his time and literally lives on his bicycle. Incredible. And then just a, kind of an incredible thing to see him. It's like, yeah, were you riding in Arizona in 2014? It's like, yes, I sure was. And he remembered, he didn't remember meeting us because we're, you know, just another couple of goofy white people. But he, uh, yeah, he's got a very detailed, extremely detailed journal, journal and he's a great writer. Very good, like skilled travel writer. So you can check him out if you want to. Uh, so that was cool, you know, getting to meet some new cyclists and see one that we'd seen, you know, eight years ago. It's pretty wild. Okay, let's see. From then, it's just been riding, riding, camping, riding, camping. I uh, had some really weird health thing happen from sleeping on a mat. I had this incredible pain. I woke up in the middle of the night with spasms in my back. I've never had that. Uh, I just felt like my spine was going to break or something. Um, I guess from sleeping funny on this mat, uh, it was a very miserable night of sleep. Uh, not a great day of riding the next day. Ended up buying a different mat and a pillow. Finally found an inflatable camping pillow. That seems to have done the trick. But boy, that was that was a little rough. Um, but my back is feeling better now. My knees are feeling all right. I made some adjustments on my bicycle seat to get a little bit more comfortable. And so far, my knee pain has gone away, which is great. And uh, we're looking forward to the rest of Oregon, which seems to be, uh, from what other people have said, very beautiful. And uh, by probably Friday, we'll be in California. Um, heading towards some weird air quality where there are fires further south of us. So we'll see what that pretends for our journey. Who knows? Um, and hopefully the weather. It's been extremely hot south of us, but I think that's going to break soon. So hopefully we won't hit a heat wave. But yeah, everything's going well. We're having a good time. A um, couple things that I've really, really noticed that make me extremely happy on this ride. Uh, one, obviously, is just the, the alone time. The time to think is uh, tremendous for me. And um, the people's faces when they see Pele. Like, I've seen some of the biggest, brightest, happiest smiles ever. Like, when you when you pass somebody on a car or someone sitting on a bench or outside, when they see Pele, it's just, like, immediately oh my God, look how cute this is. And they get this big grin on their face. I love that. I absolutely love it. It's like you get to, um, it's what I would imagine a, a stand-up comedian gets to enjoy when they watch people laugh 
from the stage, you know, the, just to all of a sudden see this face express in this way. Um, and it's, it's extra bonus for me because it's got nothing to do with me. They're not smiling at me. They're smiling at my dog. So they feel unselfconscious to fully show all their teeth <laughs> to my dog. Uh, it's great. Anyway, that's what we're up to. That's what we're doing. We've got uh, less, I don't know, about 100 miles left in Oregon, maybe, maybe less. And then it's California on to our home. We'll be home by uh, September 25th. Tiff's going to have a birthday here coming up soon. She'll be 700 years old. Still looking pretty good. And she's whispering something at me that I'll not repeat because it's vulgar. (laughs) The mouth in that one. Okay, love you guys. Hope all is well. Um, Good luck out there. And remember, if you're driving, don't be a dick. Especially to cyclists. Really just don't be a dick ever, right? Isn't that the job? That's the goal. Try not to be a dick. Um, Oh, and if you're going to wear a shirt that says like, or a hat, or put up a sign in your yard that says anything, anything, whether it's fuck Joe Biden or Trump 2024, fuck your feelings or Biden Harris or science is real or we, whatever, whatever it is you're putting in your yard or on your shirt or on your hat, really what it is that you're saying is please notice me and give a shit about my feelings or my opinions or my ideas. Do you want to say that? Do you need, do you want that? to be your thing because I think that's what we're getting from it either side of the aisle it's really what you want attention and recognition so says the guy with a podcast where he's literally telling you about sleeping and eating dying for attention dying for you to notice and give a shit about my opinions yeah it's all fair everybody be nice to each other I'm going to stop rambling now good luck out there Until next time, adios. Getting on the floor, everything and more, a fabulous start. There's no reason to. Get arrested or do 40 with a kid living on the grid. My resume speaks Germanic wheels. You want it, you got it. The lock jaw with an. Thanks for tuning in to the Raised by Whoops fake radio show. 
This is Glenn. Both Andrew and I are grateful for your time and attention. If you enjoyed that story, we'd appreciate if you could tell your friends, family, or even a few strangers about the show. Additionally, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have a short story you'd like us to tell, or even some music you'd like to share, you can reach out via the website, raisedbywhoops.com. We're glad to have you with us. Until next time, thanks. Do not Take care. The date. It disintegrates the rocks in my brain. The fabulous thing. Just beginning to shine. I can see the truth is wasted on the youth. The parental magic is fading away. For now, I'll be watching all the time. I'll be watching all the time. I'll be watching all the time. Thank you.